Suddenly, the stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of hockey. Like, why are you so concerned if I'm ready? Oh, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. And this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey. Dallas Stars and General Shenanigans podcast. We're just going to start out with the shenanigans. We're starting out with shenanigans. It is September 28th, and this is our 41st podcast. Woo! 41st podcast! Sounds like a good time for shenanigans. (laughs) I mean... So, uh, we are in the midst of the preseason. Oh my god, can you imagine? It's almost here. I know. I actually watched NHLers skating around on the ice. Like, they were doing things and, like... Scoring goals. Scoring goals. A goal horn went off. There were, like, pads and music and... It was very exciting. It was very... I was... You know, I'm so glad to have something to talk about that isn't the World Cup of Hockey. I mean, we are going to talk about the World Cup of Hockey. We're, we are also going to talk about the World Cup of Hockey, but it's like, like this is for real hockey yeah. content, yes. not like yes. made up hockey content. This for- is not <laughs> fake hockey content. This is real <laughs> hockey content. I mean, preseason still feels a little fake, like, mm-hmm. until actual opening night in October, like, it's still all gonna feel like, okay, when is it back? When is it back? When do these games matter? Right, well, because, I mean, I love preseason, because, like, tonight the Stars have a preseason game uh, against... Colorado. Colorado. Roussel's on the first line. <laughs> yeah. Like, Jamie isn't playing, Tyler Sagan's not playing, you know, like, whatever. Yeah, like, it's 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 definitely, like... Hemsky and Fox are still out. No, Fox is playing tonight. Is he on the roster? Because he just started skating this week. Yeah, no, they said he was going to be yeah. out tonight. Uh, so, yeah, All like, right. you know it's preseason when Antoine Roussel is your first line left wing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it would be even more poetic if you were also wearing an A. <laughs> <laughs> he may be. We don't know. I know. <laughs> Anything goes. Anything in the goes in the preseason. Uh, we did, both Marin and I got to check out training camp, Woo! which was held at the lovely HEB Center. At Cedar Park. In Cedar Park these days. <laughs> no, I know. Isn't it like H-E-B Center at Cedar Park or something like that instead of just being the Cedar Park Center? I think it's like still like in the middle of the name transition. Like it's got the one. Oh, yeah, because the big one out on the highway yeah. is still Cedar Park Center. But the one right in front of the place where you turn to go in says H-E-B Center. So I think, I mean, it's still, it is, I think, technically the Cedar, the H-E-B oh, Center. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because that's, but... that's what I get all the emails from is the H-E-B Center. Yeah. Like they're, they're definitely. It's like uh... H-E-B is sem- suddenly very concerned about my life. <laughs> oh, right. Well, that's because they are the best grocery store ever. And that's true. And they do want you to survive. I will take absolutely no shit about that. H-E-B is the best one ever. Entirely. No uh, arguments. <laughs> Leave that at the door. I got to go to the sessions on Friday, and then one of the sessions on Saturday, and those were just your normal drill days. And I went to both sessions on Saturday, and we both went to the game on Sunday. Which was actually quite a bit of fun. Uh, I really enjoyed it, even without a lot of those people skating, because how many injuries did we have? I think we ended up with five or six total. Yeah, because Fox... And, like, four of them were centers. (laughs) I know. It was ridiculous. I, like, we were, we were talking about it, actually, I think after, what, the Saturday session? Yeah. And... We were like, okay, but if this holds, if Sagan doesn't get better and Foxa doesn't get better 
And then Jason Dickinson, who is one of the Stars Prize prospects, had surgery. So he's out until about December, I think it was. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, what do we actually do? At center. At center. Oh, Cody Eakin's out. Cody, yeah. That's Cody, the other yes, one. So other Cody center. Eakin took a nasty spill on Friday. Thank you, Jamie Alexiak. I didn't actually see who started no, it, but... I, I think it was honestly, like... A, Jamie Alexiak was involved. I saw the picture. Jamie Alexiak was involved. They basically, Jamie Alexiak and Cody Eakin smushed Patrick Eves by... Like, I don't think it was, in, like, entirely intentional, but, like, definitely... That explains why Patrick Eves is in the background of that picture looking very angry. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, I don't think it was entirely intentional. I, in fact, I didn't see it happen. I only got to see, like, the pile. <laughs> Yeah. But they were all, like, awkwardly... Go- they all awkwardly went into the boards, and I, you know, Egan probably just, just got the worst of it. Yeah. And, um, because Egan and, and Alexiak were on the same team. Mm. Like, on the same, like, squad doing mm-hmm. the drills. So, uh, they were trying to get the puck away from Patrick Eves, and it all went wildly wrong! But yeah, so we were out. Foxa, Egan, and Sagan, and that's, like, three of our top four centers. And mm-hmm. then our top center prospect is also out. And so we were just like, well, what the fuck yeah. <laughs> do we do if this Jamie happens? Ben, first line center. <laughs> Jamie Ben should never be a center in any in, in any world. He's just so much better on the wing. He is so much better on the wing. I like, mean, like, in the event of some sort of emergency, I guess, like, he services. But, right. like, there are better options. There are better. And, and, uh... I mean, because I know that's what he did up until Tyler Sagan got there. But, like... I think he only did it for one year. Or one year, though. I don't know. I, I, I wasn't I paying attention until Tyler Sagan got there. Um, so... Yeah. I mean, I know he's played center for Dallas before, is basically my point. Yeah. But he's so much better not at center. Right. Like, I mean, it's not that he was a bad center. It's just that he wouldn't be one of the top 30 centers in the league. No. Which is... When, when he is the top... But he's top, top three. Two. Top, top two. two. Yeah, probably. Right behind Alexander. Well, I mean, like, he was voted right behind yeah. Alexander. Yeah, he's top two left wing. So you don't want to, like... Like, you don't want to... It's not that he can't do it. It's that you're gaining, like, you're losing more than you're gaining by shifting him to center. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And letting somebody else come up and fill in on the wing. And, you know, we've got Matias Janmark who could do it. Or you could move Spezza up and then keep Janmark as the uh, 2C. So, I mean, we have options. And also, my favorite part, actually, of the Sunday session was, I think, was watching Patrick Eves as a center. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I like, pretty serviceable. I was like, I'm, I'm, the warm, fourth line. I'm warming up to this. This yeah. could work. I was like, if, if everything goes poorly, this could work. In fact, we actually had a question. Somebody asked, are you worried about how many stars are currently broken? I am trying to stay calm, but I'm actually not calm. <laughs> Um, I mean, yes, to be honest, I am. But also, to be honest, like, they will be back. Yeah. Uh, the only one I actually would be a little bit worried about would be Cody Eakin, because his sounded a lot worse than yeah. everybody else's. And it sounds like Fox is going to be playing tonight, so he sounds like he's already And Tyler well Sagan is, him. like, supposed to be back in time for the op- for opening night. So, and yeah. Hemsky is not too far off either. Yeah. Dickinson obviously out for a while, but... I think Hemsky skated today. Yeah, he so, did. So he's he not, like... He's really not far. No. Um, I think he was in a no-contact jersey, but I could Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't... He's not, like, ready, but he's certainly... Closer than Cody Eakin. Yeah. Like, I don't think Eakin's 
gonna be walking well for a while. <laughs> no. Which is really sad. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think, is there anybody else right now that's broken? I don't think I don't think so. so. I don't think so. I, the only thing that, it's, it's kind of funny because I feel like center is a position that we were so strong in last year. I know. And like, it was like, almost like Cody Eakin was the odd man out. Like if, if Sagan hadn't gotten injured, like where the heck would Cody Eakin go? And now all of a sudden it's like, oh shit. <laughs> Crap, we need centers. <laughs> like have the- we podcasted since Val Natushkin shit happened? Oh my God, I don't think we did. I don't think we have. Well, so... Do we want to interrupt this, or do we just want to add Val Nachushkin on somewhere we're gonna, else? We're going to just throw Val Nachushkin in at number two, so we'll we'll talk a little bit more about training camp, and then we will talk about the the great Russian flight. Yeah. All right. Put in Russian flight. Russian... I'm typing this with one hand. How is that computer so newish, and you've already worn off letters on your keypad? Well, I sweat a lot. <laughs> That's because you don't turn your air up. It's like 75 in here. Ugh. Ugh. I'm cheap, okay? It That's is cool. 1,600 square feet. That would sure. have to get air conditioned. My place is a lot smaller. A lot. But you're also on the third floor, so. Ugh, so hot. That does make things worse. It does. So as far as goalies are concerned we were kind of just talking about this before we got on you have a bullet point here for maxime lagasse uh because he was actually um somebody that um we were asked about like Ah. it was it was just done like that maxime lagasse with like the question mark so i put it up there um but uh i can't remember who asked us i'm not sure we apologize. Yeah, and also, Dear I mean, listener. like, I, I posted on Tumblr for the first time in, like, a year, so we got some people that were like, oh, finally back on Tumblr, I see, so, like... Too good were, for you, Tumblr. But no, they were I'm all anonymous, so, like, who knows? But, um, nobody wanted to put their name on their Tumblr questions. <laughs> but, so I don't know if this was from that or what. But anyway, Maxime Lagasse, like, the only thing that I will say about the goalies at training camp is that, like... Fuck not putting their names on the back of these jerseys. Like, right. like even if you're not going to put a nameplate on the jersey, at least give them a number. Yeah. Like, I couldn't tell wh- what goalie was. I mean, because their number's not on their helmets. There's no, Their number is nowhere. No, the number was on the helmets, but it was so small, it was impossible for me okay, to read well, most then, of the time. Like, I was, like, I poking people next to me, being like, can you see who that is? Well, I can see the, I can see the numbers on, like, everybody else's helmet. I couldn't see the numbers oh, on the, the goalie. Oh, the goalie. No, you yeah. can't. So, I don't think if their numbers are on those helmets. No, I don't think they are either. So, like, I was just kind of like, I have no idea who these goalies are. Except when they would take their their masks off and I would be like, oh, okay, I know who you are. Well, like, and we could pick out Kari because we both remembered his mask. Oh, I remember his mask and I I know his pads and, like, I knew Niemi and his helmet or whatever, mask. Yeah. Um, so I, I knew those two, but after that I didn't. But every time I did find out who a goalie was, it turns out it was Maxime Lagasse and I was paying attention <laughs> to him because I was like, oh, you're actually doing really well. And, um, actually, uh, Sean Shapiro just had a story out on him this year or today, this morning, I should say, not this year, uh, this morning, um, about how he's probably going to get a lot of AHL starts this season. Well, we've got to fill that Jack Campbell hole somehow. <laughs> 
Yeah, like literally the title was like, the title of the piece was Stars get a much needed chance to reset goalie pipeline. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, we needed to do something cuz Jack Campbell was clearly just not working. Speaking of Jack Campbell though, I was particularly impressed with Nick Ebert, who is the defenseman we received in the trade. Yes, I wrote his name down a lot. I like Nick Ebert a lot. And I don't think he, I don't know if he'll ever be more than an AHL defenseman or very like, you know, seventh kind of D on the NHL team. He didn't seem to have great puck handling skills, but he had a great shot. He scored two goals in the scrimmage from the same spot. So he clearly, which was right around the face-off dots, mm-hmm. and so he clearly knows how to pinch. He's clearly not afraid to get involved in the offense. He's a little bit smaller guy. Like, I think he was, like, 5'10 or so, um, but he was quite a good skater, very fast, very dogged on the puck, and, um, you know, like I said, I don't know how well that would translate to an NHL-level game, but from an AHL perspective, I think he'll do really, really well with the Texas Stars this season. So, thank you, Jack um, Campbell. He is six feet and 200 pounds. That is, is a lie. Not a smaller guy. Yes, the that is a lie. That is not a lie. Are you thinking of the same guy? Because Nick Ebert was bigger. We had a lot of tiny prospects out there, but Nick Ebert was not a tiny prospect. Nick Ebert was number 45. Okay. At training camp. I know. I wrote about training camp twice. I know. He's not a smaller dude. I remember him being smaller, but I think he was also paired with Jamie Alexiak a lot, so maybe I'm just... No, Dirty Ben was paired with Jamie Alexiak almost the entire weekend. He was definitely paired with somebody who was a lot taller than him, so maybe it was Martinet. Maybe. But um, Nick but Ebert was... I, I, I was like, I don't think that's right, so I looked that up. He's not... He was not I remember him being smaller, but I could have also been just putting it next to him, seeing him next to other people who yeah, were a lot taller. maybe, maybe. Happens a lot. It well, the, and you know, yes, there is definitely some wiggle room on <laughs> roster sizes. I just don't think he was well, like the just, proverbial five ten. Let's just just no, no, no. I don't think he was the proverbial five ten. I think he was five ten. I don't think he was five ten. I think he was taller than that. Because I mean, I think it was Brandon Ranford was listed as five eight. Nobody was listed at five eight, and nobody was listed less than five ten. I had the roster. So Brendan Ranford was listed at 5'10". I know. Oh, yeah. No, no I know. Uh, yeah. A lot of those guys were like 5'10". <laughs> but I, Nick Ebert was not, is not 5'10". He's taller than that. I, you know, I'd want to see him out of skates, but I don't know. Well, I, like I said, I could definitely be putting him in relation to somebody quite tall because we have so many quite tall people on We do. We do have a lot of really tall people. Um, but I was, I was impressed by him. And like I said, I don't know, I don't know what his ceiling really is. I don't know if he will make the NHL ever, but I was. I mean, he got a hat trick in a <laughs> intra-squad scrimmage, so. One of those was an empty netter. That doesn't count. Whatever, he still made it into the net. <laughs> he did make it into the net, which, you know, sometimes doesn't happen. Uh, I like him. I think he'll be good for the team. So, and, and frankly, like, the Texas Stars were kind of a train wreck last season after uh-huh. all the NHL talent got called up to Dallas. Yep. So, like, having guys who are going to be good AHL talent is going to be really good for us, regardless of whether or not they ever make the NHL. Yes, that's true. So, I'm okay with that. Um, didn't mean to go off on a tangent about Nikki Burt. That's okay. It's, except that's what we do. I also liked Adam Cracknell. I did, too. I did too. I, I did not realize until I was writing a story about him that he is actually like 31. Oh, I so I knew who he was like a lead a little bit just because I'd seen his name a lot because he was kind of journeyman-ish. Yeah, he is very much so. And uh, I'd seen him like on like the Oilers and stuff like that playing like nine minutes a night or whatever. Uh, he actually, 
The most he has played in one season in the NHL is for the um, Canucks. Yeah, I think he got traded. Yeah, yeah he got traded midseason to the Oilers, and he only played, like, eight games for them. Yeah. So, like, I've seen him, like, in that kind of context, and he wasn't great, but I think the Stars have him on a two-way, um, and he's not likely to get picked up by waivers. Like, that's just not going to happen. <laughs> so No, I'm sorry. I'm laughing because I was trying to look him up on Wikipedia, and it autocorrected to Crackbell. <laughs> Adam Crackbell. Adam Crackbell. What is a Crackbell, please? Um, yeah, like, really? Like, what's what, that? What Even that? in your autocorrect dictionary. <laughs> right? Uh, uh, he played exactly eight eight games with the Oilers, had six penalty minutes and zero points. Yeah. I, I just remember him not being, like, I mean, and so he's, like, a, your fourth liner in the NHL for sure. Um, but again, he looked pretty good. Uh, yeah, I was just kind of, like, among all that other talent, I was kind of like, every time I was like, man, that player was really good, I would check who it was, and it was Adam Cracknell. There was, was another like, one that oh, we were right. like that all the time, too. Um, it was 57. Uh, I remember thinking, I threw away my roster. I remember thinking of that about Cole Yuli too. That's who was 57, I think. Oh, is that it? Okay. I think, I think that. Yeah, I remember thinking I, every time I was like, man, that guy's really good. It would be him. Dennis Garyanov was actually really good, yes. too. Um, not so much in the game. I feel like he had a very quiet game. Yeah. Like, the scrimmage. Like, it didn't... I mean, he just... He was playing like he was timid to be playing against uh, NHL-caliber talent. But in the drills and stuff, I think he really had a lot of good... Like that one thing with him and Hoodler. Down that the, was great. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, no, so, I I, th- I like Gurionov a lot. I'm very. I'm excited, and, and I'm excited to see how he develops and how um at, like wh- how he does as he gets more comfortable at the NHL level or even at the AHL level yeah. playing playing with these other guys. Because unlike Val, Gurionov does not have the clause where if he's not in the NHL, he has to go play in the KHL. So he is. Uh, expected to be playing in the AHL this year. Right, right. And good, because he needs to, Yeah, honestly. and I, I think I think it'll be, it's the best place for him, mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, I'm not saying he's bad, but he could certainly use some, just some growing up time. Yeah. And maturation. And he's like 19, He's so a baby. He's, yeah. Yeah. No way, shape, or form gonna get stunted by that. Um... So somebody, so Andrew had asked us to do the saga of Landon Bow. Which we don't really know. What I, you I, mean. I googled Landon Bow to see if there was some like crazy pants story about him, and I couldn't find anything. So I don't know what you mean by the saga of Landon Bow. And I will say that like he was not somebody I really recognized at the at camp. I didn't mm-hmm. really notice when he did anything, and then he didn't play on Sunday at all. So yeah, I was kind of like. You want from me? I can tell you from my research this afternoon that Landon Bow impressed a lot of people at some point in his career by pl- like being a brick wall. But that's all I know. I don't know if in juniors maybe. Yeah, I think he. So he played, if I remember correctly, in the WHL because I remember him either being on the Seattle or the Portland team, and I could uh, not tell P, you. Uh, Portland. He was. Is in the Portland Winter Hawks? Actually, no, no, no. Seattle. He was in Seattle. Whatever. Thunderbirds. They're both bird names um, in the Pacific Northwest. He might have been on both. I think he got traded at some point. He was in the WHL. WHL <laughs> is not known for being particularly goalie friendly in the first place. Like, none of those leagues are. Um, okay, and he was definitely on the Seattle Thunderbirds because that's where we signed him from. Okay. We signed him as an unrestricted free agent out of juniors, so, like, he wasn't with drafted or anything like that. Okay, well... 
Cool. No, look at his face. <laughs> I'm specifically telling you to look at his face. Why? What? What? What, what are you seeing that I'm not seeing? I don't know. He's not. I mean, he's trying to give it, Is all I'm saying. He's trying to give it his best blue steel. He is giving it his best blue steel. I'm just saying he's not particularly unattractive. Yeah, that that'll That's help. All I mean. That'll help him in his career, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, it'll help me remember who he is. But right, so the the six goalies they brought to camp were, of course, Kari and Yemi. Um, they brought Dorosia and Lagasse who Dur- were there. Dorosia and Lagasse, Lagasse, who split did most of the work, the heavy lifting in Cedar Park last year, and are likely to do most of the work in Cedar Park again this year. And then Henry Kiviaho. Sure, he's Finnish, so we don't really know how to say that. I do know that he went to eat at a restaurant once and didn't know how to say balsamic vinegar. There you go. We know that. But he's also finished. That's not as surprising as it might be otherwise. No, not so surprising. Um, and then uh, Landon Bow, And those two are expected to be in the ECHL this year, as far as we can tell, just based on everything else. Um, so the nice part is that we do, ha- and all of those guys are like 23 or younger. Yeah, they're so babes. Other, like, we're, like, in the NHL, we're super old in that. <laughs> like, I think both of those, I think both are 33 now. Mm-hmm. But at the but on you know in our development pipeline, everybody's pretty young. Yeah, and which, that's it's fine. Which it's is fine. fine. We just kind of have a weird gap right now. I probably. would love to trade and make that gap something different. Yes, that would be that would be the best. But we you know if wishes were fishes right now, it's kind of where I'm at. I mean, Jacob Truba would like a trade if wishes too. Wishes were fishes, what? Then no one would go hungry. Is that actually a thing? That's a saying. That you made up? No, it's a saying. If wishes are fishes, then the whole then the whole world eats. Okay. I will Google that for you. I'm Googling it now. You're, you're fact-checking me on my folklorish idioms. I've, I've The only if wishes were I've ever heard is if wishes were horses. Uh, I've heard that one as well. I, there's also if you wish in one hand and spit in the other, see which fills up first. I don't think that's something... Oh my god! Okay, um, I'm seeing if wishes were fishes, we'd also win riches. I've never heard that one. There's an Irish folk song, if wishes were fishes. But they don't say the whole world eats. I disagree. Anyway, <laughs> it works, okay? If wishes were fishes, I'd know where I'd be, casting my net in the dark rolling sea. <laughs> One of the autofills is we'd all have some fried. Can't believe we're... If wishes were fishes, we'd all be throwing nets. Which is a Frank Herbert quote. Apparently. Douglas Horton, according to BrainyQuote.com. Goodreads says oh my it's God. Frank Herbert from the Dune story. story. Oh, I've heard if wishes... If, if it's not about to wear candy and nuts, I've heard that before. I've not heard that one. That one's great. We'd all have a fry. That's, I mean, it's basically just saying you, you can't eat fit wishes because they're not fish. That's all it is. Anyway. Are you going to leave that whole thing in there? What whole thing? That uh, searching for wishes for fishes. Yes. Yes, okay, I cool. am. <laughs> what kind of podcast do you think we run here? <laughs> One that makes sense? No. That's never been us. <laughs> Topic number two. Oh, okay. The Great Russian Flight. The Russian Flight. Well, I mean, it was kind of rumored midsummer that he was looking to sign in there and never come back, and we all kind of laughed at it. Yep. Um, and then 
you know, come start of the season, he's actually signing and staying in Russia. Yeah. And part of me is like, bye Felicia, good riddance, we didn't need you anyway. Mm -hmm. And part of me is kind of like, well, I mean, that was a choice, I guess? Yeah. Well, so here's what actually, so here's what the, like, the facts of the matter is. Um, so Val Natushkin was an RFA, so restricted free agent. He was offer sheeted. He had a qualifying offer. That's what I meant. He yeah, I know, I know, offer. I knew yeah. that's what you meant. Yeah. A, we tendered him a qualifying offer. Um, he didn't have a great year last year, which everybody's pretty well aware of. Uh-huh. Um, he was fine, but it wasn't great. So bounced all up and down the bounced all up and down the lineup. Didn't ever really stick on a specific line. Sat a couple of games. Got benched pretty early in the season, um, and then really did turn it on for the playoffs. So mm-hmm. everybody was pretty like, okay, yes, that's the Val we're expecting to see. Mm-hmm. He did have a good playoffs, and um, but. Nil and company haven't really ever paid out for non-results before. And so it was one of those those situations where it's like, okay, well, we don't expect him. I've never, I was saying the whole time, like, he wasn't going to get a big contract. He was probably going to get a bridge because that would be better for everybody, mm-hmm. frankly. Mm-hmm. And so what it sounds like is that we were offering him a one-year deal at about a million dollars. Um, and instead, he ended up signing a two-year deal, which is the minimum... You know, minimum entry level deal at, at, in the KHL for about after bonuses and everything about two million dollars each. So there were a lot of things that came out after about like him not wanting to play for Lindy Ruff or that he was unhappy with his ice time and stuff like that. And frankly, I don't think any of that was true. I think that was just kind of a spin that was put out there. Uh, I don't I don't disbelieve that he was dissatisfied playing for Lindy Ruff, because that wasn't the first time I'd heard it. He'd been saying that for a while, if he was in fact saying it. But I also think that he's blaming Lindy Ruff for his own problems. Yeah. If he is saying that. Like, if he's saying that at all, it's... Um, I, I don't think that that's like ninety percent of the reason, but I'm I don't dis I don't disbelieve that he said it and that he thinks that that's part of it. Yeah, and I and I if that's what he really thinks, then that's kind of dumb. Uh, he, I agree, and it's not like he picked on Val or anything like that because no. Eve's got benched last year. Jordy Ben got Jordy benched. benched. Jordy Ben had that huge benching in uh, year before last, which was probably the most effective benching. Well, he I've found ever. himself out of the lineup after Chris Russell came too. Yeah, and he didn't play after that. Yeah, and it's just kind of more of the thing where Lindy's Lindy plays when he gets results. Like that is literally how he has treated everybody. Yeah, and so which I, is a very fair way to treat people. And so I don't think like. If that was actually his beef with the stars, then bye, Felicia. Did you see Jim Nill's uh, quote afterwards? I did. About going over to the, like, going and maturing, and if he wants to come back, you know. But I honestly, I think the, the move was about money, because... I don't, yeah, I think it was too, I, but I'm just saying, I don't no. think that, that that Lindy Ruff was not the reason. I think he does have some resentment towards Lindy Ruff. That That is entirely possible. I, I just don't think... I think had the money been equal, he would have been here anyway. Yeah, I do too. That that's kind of where I'm coming. Like the primary motivation. Yes. No. I don't. Yeah. Like I said, I don't think the Lindy Ruff thing is the primary motivation. I think it, but I think he believes that that's true. Yeah. So I don't know. I 
Val's still like what 21 22 something like that the um his rights are still retained by the stars Mm -hmm. um even if he's not under contract and so if he decides he wants to come back and play in the nhl after his two years in the khl he will have to sign with the stars or get his rights traded which does happen every once in a while Mm -hmm. um like philip larson is coming back to play in the nhl he was a defenseman who interestingly enough had played for the stars at one point um but was under his rights were held by uh edmonton and the canucks traded for them this past uh trade deadline even though they weren't bringing him over until this offseason he's 21 god he was born in 1995 do you know what i was doing in 1995 no i wasn't your friend in 95 well it was march so i was completing my eighth grade year of school (laughs) gross yeah, he's a baby. And I've, I've heard he's had some actual maturity issues, too. Oh, yeah, me like, too. And so I wouldn't... If Nil is going to cast shade, because Nil's not a shade caster, then there's probably some actual Oh, yeah, issues. for sure. For sure. Nil's very professional, and if he's going to cast shade, he thinks that it's deserved. Yep. I don't have any. I, and like I said, I don't, like, I don't think we're going to miss Val. Like, no. he, he wasn't a big part of our team last year. Like, he wasn't a big part of the plan. He wasn't a big... Like, he he could have played himself into that position. Exactly. But he wasn't. Right. So, and like, I think that... I, I think that Dallas made plans without him. Uh, which is the Yuri Hoodler signing. Which is amazing! I yeah. You know, of all the people I saw at training camp, like, the one that I came away with, like, just a really great feeling about was Yuri Hoodler. And it's it's not that I didn't think that he was already a good player, because I was like, when that signing happened, I was like, well, that guy is awesome. But at the same time, like, just watching him, like, mess around on the ice and, like, like he scored on um, in the scrimmage, and then literally they lined up for the face-off, and I could hear, like, literally you could see him, like, but, like nudging Roos in the ribs like like just like playful nudging not like mm. I'm like trying to stick you <laughs> nudging yeah. and it's like cause he had been on the ice for it and it was kind of fun like I mean he was definitely like giving Kai shit walking all over the noobs like he well, was having a good time and I retweeted this um earlier this week but like there was that whole quote that he gave about playing on the stars and how he doesn't feel like he's the new guy here he feels like he's been here for a while mm-hmm. and I was just talking about like talking on Twitter about the culture of the stars and how much fun it is to root for a team like that yeah that like is like is composed of such great people that is a welcoming atmosphere that is a place that people want to stay around unless you're Val Natushkin um and that you know that is that is all of those things that make a team good like I just like it warms my heart my cold cold cockles of my heart to be rooting for a team that is like that that people do want to stay around like to be to come to Mm mm-hmm um, and that they and then they say such nice like he didn't have like it's his first camp he didn't have to say anything like yeah it's a great room great guys but no like he actually like expanded on that and like really kind of talks a lot about it so it was very nice I, I liked that I think it's it's for me it's like such a sharp contrast to how some other like the culture in Dallas is almost like hockey is fun we get to play it yeah <laughs> you know what I mean like that's how I feel like their locker room really is contrast that with like fucking Toronto where it's like hockey is a burden <laughs> or, or even like Montreal right like yeah. so oh Jesus yeah. so Montreal made all these moves this summer to have a better culture 
And what the fuck happens in their very first, like, preseason game is that Andrew Shaw takes a bad boarding penalty. He's got a hearing with player safety tomorrow. This is the guy that was literally brought in for culture reasons. Yeah. And now like, he's now he's gonna like the first fucking like preseason game he's already got a hearing. Right, it's like, ridiculous. Like that's not fun. That's not a fun hockey game to play, a or watch as a fan. No. Whereas the stars, I feel the organization has and and as much as you can build culture and and don't get me wrong, winning is a better you know, better guy in the locker room than anything else could ever be. <laughs> True. Right? Like, win- winners feel better about themselves. <laughs> yes. But, at the same time, stars definitely are like, I like being happy. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is such a fun game. <laughs> right? Like, that's... What... I mean, look at who their captain is, though. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I feel like a lot of the culture is driven by the captain, and our captain is Jamie freaking Ben. Yeah. Who is, like, the king of this is so much fun. <laughs> I'm gonna tweet on Twitter 120 times tonight. It'll be so great. While drunk. While drunk. <laughs> I'm actually kind of impressed he knew how to do that. Right. Because it wasn't, I mean, like, some of it was just copy and paste, but like, he had to go in and manually change who he was tweeting at. <laughs> That's impressive. I'm just saying, I am awfully impressed by you. <laughs> Jamie, but ben. yeah, like, I mean, literally, the leaders in our locker room are two guys who, who just. Like, giggle whenever they get the chance. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, like, the other thing, too, is that, you know, I heard a lot of stories coming out of camp, too, about Jamie Ben and his captain, like, his captaincy and how, you know, he's really leading the culture and how he's, like, you know, a really good guy in the room. I mean, like, all those quote-unquote intangibles, hashtag, that are, you know, just what you want out of a leader. And I know that everybody's going to sell their own captain, but it's just kind of nice that it's nice to be have like outside confirmation when somebody else comes into the organization. Yeah. And it sounds like and I don't remember who it was that I was reading, but it was somebody who had uh, had been a captain. Oh, no, no. Somebody else was telling me the story. So my uncle in Buffalo, obviously a big Sabres fan. Right. Um, so very sad about Lindy Ruff leaving. Of not his own He's ours now. Yeah, right? And I'm always like, we can't have him back. Nope. So. I love him. Um, but no, I don't know so, why I sounded like a troll there. Uh, so one of the sports shows he was listening to had a guy on who'd been a captain for several different teams. And one of them was the Sabres under Lindy Ruff. And he was like, yeah. So he was like, so there were there were guys who wanted to be a lot more involved with me or wanted me to be a lot more involved with them or whatever or wanted to be in the room. And he was like, no, Lindy Ruff literally didn't want me to talk to him unless there was a problem. <laughs> That's adorable. And he was like, so Lindy Ruff is just going to, like, make you, like, make sure that you hand- you're handling it. And, like, as long as you're handling it. We're cool. <laughs> and I, I feel like Jamie is a good guy for that that particular I think so, task. too. I think so, too, because Jamie's quiet and he's giggly, but I feel like he still probably has more maturity than some other people in this league. I'm not even going to say a lot of people in this league, because I feel like Jonathan Taves and Sidney Crosby have everybody beat for that. Right. But, like, <laughs> I mean, probably of all of the captains, he's maybe in the top 15. He could be top half in maturity. That's what I'm saying. That's where I'm. That's yeah. where I'm putting him. That's where I'm putting him. Well, He's no Gabriel Landeskog, is all I'm saying. Yeah, he definitely hasn't gotten suspended for 
what was it that Gabe got hit on the head or yeah, something like yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Definitely doesn't do that much. No. no. Um, I mean, though that I mean, I maybe I would maybe push him down a little bit just because there are so many older captains in the league, but not because he's not mature. True. No. I would just be like, well, Zidane O'Chara is very mature. He's quite up there in maturity. So I'm just wondering how many people I have to bump up just because they are I feel like older. we could, we should do a we should look at a list and maybe we should look at a list and, and actually work this out. Yeah, we can post about it later. <laughs> uh so uh since we're not going to do it now live on air cuz that would take forever. It really would. Uh we should move on maybe to our World Cup. World Cup recap. Not really at all. It's not over anyway. It's not over at all. So should be, but it's not. It's it should be tomorrow. Probably. I honestly feel yeah yes tomorrow probably. I feel like they should not have made it a three game final. It should have been like everything else was one and done. Make make the final one and done. Why are you making it a three? It game? should. Well, why are you prolonging the agony? Because they thought it would be Canada versus USA. Well, maybe they shouldn't have put fucking Dean Lombardi in charge of the USA. Like if you if you were if you were purposefully rigging it for this to happen, don't put that asshole in charge of building the team. I mean, I can't respond to that because I agree with everything that you just said. <laughs> like, like I have nothing to add. Correct. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Once again, Marin is right. Well, okay. On question from Tumblr, then, did Team Europe surprise you? Were you fooled? Yes, and I will say that I remember last podcast when we were talking about this and what we kind of thought was going to happen, and I was pretty sure that Team Europe was not going to win a single game, and I also expressed that I felt sorry for Ralph Kruger because he was going to be captain, ca- coaching a team that was not going to win a single game, and people were going to point at that and be like, look, this is why he didn't deserve his... Like, he deserved to get fired from the Edmonton Oilers. And instead... <laughs> coaches that I watched in the National Hockey League because I started out in this game as an Oilers fan. And I remember expressing a lot of shock and sadness and anger when he was fired after one fucking short season, Mm -hmm. which was so undeserved that it it is still something that is talked about today (laughs) about how undeserving that firing was. Um, And I was listening to a podcast earlier where they were talking about like how the kids will still talk like the Oilers kids will still talk about Ralph Kruger as their favorite coach of the six that they have had (laughs) since they started in this goddamn league he is their favorite um and that they they did not understand why he got fired that it was never really adequately explained to them why he got fired and the fact that he has led this like ragtag hodgepodge like who the fuck knows where these people are from group into the final. Lucas Bisa is on that team playing in the final. That is just he bananas. Is, he is one of their top six. <laughs> let's let's just horrible. remind you that oh Lucas Bisa is on the top horrible. six of an NHL team that is projected to finish last next year in large part because Lucas Bisa is on that team. <laughs> And yet, and yet, here he is. Bless him. 
Ralph Kruger. Ralph Kruger. Um, and I mean, some of that, I think, it has a lot to do with the way Ralph Kruger is coaching. Um, this is not his first rodeo in um, any sort of tournament like this. Mm-hmm. He's done this before. Um, and is actually quite good at it. He worked with Team Canada. For he did. And it, it, par, part of the reason that he worked for Team Canada is Mike Babcock looked at that firing from, from the Edmonton Oilers and was like, that's an undeserved day. You want to coach Team Canada? <laughs> and uh, that was my Mike Babcock impression. <laughs> and uh, Ralph Kruger said, yeah, sure. And then they, <laughs> That's your Ralph Kruger That's my Ralph Kruger impression. And then they went and coached Team Canada to fucking gold. <laughs> so um, I don't think that Europe is going to win. No. Uh, I don't think anybody thinks Europe is going to win, but you know what? They've surprised us before. Well, so the thing is, because they are in a best of three, they lost last night. So it's uh, it's a it's win a or die, win or die tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Um, um, and I like I said, I don't think I don't think they're going to win. But I, the thing that I'm just so happy for Ralph Kruger about is that he's here now. Um, he has been coaching another fucking sport in Europe. He was coaching soccer. So, you know, he says he's not gunning for a job. Well, he's not actually coaching. He's the chairman of uh, the Sixers. Okay, okay. So they have... They but have he's working in, sp- yeah, in soccer. Yeah, he's working in soccer. Which, fun fact. So I only learned this because of this whole Ralph Kruger Team Europe thing. So the Saints owner, the Southampton FC's owner, is a woman. Really? Is a woman who inherited the club from her dad when he died. And so she had seen Ralph Kruger around because he does a bunch of, like, stuff, like, in international sports seminars and Uh stuff like that. And she was like, hey, do you want this job? And he was like, well, I'm not working for the Oilers anymore, so sure. I love it. I love it. I really... So if you need a Premier League team and you're not rooting for Manchester City, you can root for... Or Leicester City. Or Leicester City. Which won their Champions League match... Yay! Uh, you can root for Southampton. Um, and feel good about it. I feel good about it, yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm just going to say, we're getting a new team in the NHL next season. Flamingos. And it's going to be a group of people who haven't played before coming from a bunch of different systems, haven't played together before, coming from a bunch of different systems that will need to integrate pretty fast and win some games and potentially surprise everybody by making it to the Stanley Cup final the first year. No, it's not going to (laughs) happen. But potentially. But potentially. I'm just saying it could happen. Okay, here you go. Las Vegas, you have three things you could potentially do. You could name yourself the Flamingos. You can na- use purple as your primary color. Or if you name yourself the Flamingos, you could also use pink. Which is acceptable. And you could hire Ralph Kruger. These are the three things you could do to become my new favorite. Second new favorite team. <laughs> yeah, honestly, if they hire Ralph Kruger and name themselves the Flamingo and use pink or purple, I mean, like... Yeah, I be, would jump ship pretty I'm, hard. I'm, <sighs> I may or may not jump ship hard. I would, I would not jump ship because I still live closer to Dallas. What I would do, though, is consider them equal footing, the way I used to consider. Yes, that's a good way to do it. The Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, they would be, they would be right. And when they played each other, I just wouldn't watch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry, you guys. I can't do this. And like, I will even accept like two out of three. (laughs) I will even accept one out of three. I will accept Ralph Kruger. That's the one that I would accept out of the three. Like, if you're not going to name yourself the Flamingos, which you're probably not, and you're not going to use purple as a main color, which you're probably not, get yourself a Ralph Kruger, and then you will be equal in my affections! 
Yes, probably. Depending on who you get on your team. And name yourself. Yes. Do we want to talk about the tragedy that was the fact that the North Americans did not go as far as they should have? Can we... We can talk about... We can talk a little bit about this. The tr- the true tragedy, I feel, is that no one told those poor kids that they needed to win in regulation. So, and I would also like to point out that who was Team North America coached by? Todd McClellan. Who does he coach for? The Sharks. No! Who is he coaching for now? Where did he go? You're going to be so happy when you figure it out. Is it the Oilers? It is the Oilers. Oh, my God! <laughs> I was like, I know he's not in the Sharks anymore. Where is he? Fuck a duck. Oh, man. Well, have fun, Oilers! Have fun, Connor McDavid! Oh, man. Connor McDavid was playing for him, and now he's going to play for him some more. I wonder if he's going to be resentful of the fact that he was not told that he needed to win in regulation. Ooh. I can't believe they didn't... Like, did they even pull the goalie at any point? So they didn't pull the goalie, and I would have pulled the goalie, because why not? But the... Um, if they had lost, they would have been out regardless. Well, yeah, but, I mean, trusting Finland, who hadn't won a game at that point, to beat Russia, who hadn't lost. Like, seriously? I mean, I don't disagree. I would have pulled the goalie <laughs> and just said, let's fucking do this. Yeah. But at the same time, there is a reasonable but, argument for not pulling the goalie. There's fine. There's a reasonable argument for not pulling the goalie. I don't feel like there's a reasonable argument for not telling these kids, please try to win a little harder. Like, they, they should have known before they go in. They should, because the most heartbreaking thing about this entire thing is how excited they were when they won and how they didn't find out that it didn't mean they were automatically in until they were literally in front of media in the scrum. Yeah, that like, was that was a rude awakening. Bullshit. That that that's that there, that right there is a true tragedy of the North Team North America. Especially since that fucking gorgeous Nathan McKinnon OT winner went to waste. I know! I know! It's so not fair! That was such a pretty goal. I mean, this is coming from somebody who didn't actually watch it. I just saw, like, the gifts afterwards. No, it doesn't matter. Like, you could slow that down and set it to porno music. Yeah. Like, that's how gorgeous that yeah. goal Oh, was. yeah. No, for sure. I saw the gifts. They were great. Yeah. Because uh, I got home that night, because I wasn't even at my house. Mm. Can't remember what I was doing. What day of the week was it? It was... You were probably babysitting. I was probably babysitting. So, I got home, and my roommate is like... Still screaming about it. And it's been over for like an hour. <laughs> and she was like, an hour ago, I'm really happy that I didn't get a noise complaint from any of our neighbors because I was screaming about this game. And I was like, me too? <laughs> and then she made me look at all of the gifts that um, had been posted by my regular face. You know what's really funny? Is mm-hmm. I, every once in a while, I completely forget that you have, like, I know your roommate. I'm friends with your roommate. Yes. Mary are, is a good friend of ours that we met through hockey, but every once in a while when you say my roommate, I think of your old roommate. Oh, the who creeper. Was n- not into <laughs> hockey at all, and so for a minute there when you were telling that story, I was like, she was watching the game? On purpose? Like, it wasn't on. Like, was your TV broken? Like, no. Dude, that old apartment didn't even have cable. <laughs> There's no way she could have been watching it. Anyway, uh, yeah, that was, that... That was, so, so it was sad. My favorite tweet I've... So, for all of the rough stuff that has... Can you tell the story I'm getting another beer? I can. 
for everything that on Twitter came out about the World Cup of Hockey and Team USA's ultimate downfall and mismanagement and everything that was ever said, I think probably my favorite tweet was from um, our friend Helen. And she tweeted this just yesterday while the final was going on. And she was like, for all that we made fun of Team USA, because, you know, they've got this whole best of three going on. They only put the best of three together because they thought it would be America versus Mm -hmm. Canada. Other ways they would have definitely done it this one way. She was like, for everything we can say about Team USA and how awful it was, I'm fairly confident no one predicted it would bring about the end of the World Cup of Hockey. <laughs> because that's what it is. Like, there, like I, the thing, rink was empty last night. Like, no one's there to see Team Europe for as fun as it's been, you know, watching them take on, you know, these bigger teams and stuff well, like that. Well, and they don't have a national anthem that you can sing. They don't have, like, I mean, it's just... Like it's just a it's a it's a it's a mix. It's a big old melting pot of players. And I will say this about the World Cup that I've actually really enjoyed is like this is one of those cases where you get to see guys around teams that are actually pretty bad. Like I have a new appreciation now of um, the Nuge because I just never well, I don't watch the Oilers. I was never an Oilers fan, so I never grew up with him as like the kid line or anything like that. So I've only seen him bits and pieces when the Stars play the Oilers or if I catch like a late game or something like that. And you know. He got no, like, support. Like, you get no support for the back end. Like, you don't get that puck-moving defense. Which, let me tell you, he's used to. <laughs> right. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. that's what he got in the Oilers. So, like, you never really can appreciate how mm-hmm. good he was. Mm-hmm. Or is, I should say. You know, how good he is. Until you get these complimentary pieces around him. Mm-hmm. And then, like, watching him kill penalties for Team North America. Watching him fly up the ice with similarly competent, you know players on there it was so good mm-hmm. like watching his line with uh, for a while he was with uh, McKinnon and Drouin that was great that was fantastic hockey and I have a whole new appreciation for Ryan Nugent Hopkins well yes he's and a Morgan, great player Morgan Riley as well yeah. who's on the Leafs who's really good defenseman and you never get to see like you don't really get to see that on the Leafs because it no. never really comes to anything no like I don't know. And so, I mean, both of those teams are probably going to take step forwards this year, which is great for them, I guess. I don't really care. But, um... <laughs> no, I stopped caring a long time I ago. I appreciate but... that. I appreciate that about the World Cup of Hockey. Yeah. All right, let's move on to some reader questions. Okay, I'm going to ask you this one first, because I don't know. I've tried just to look up stuff about Truba, and I have no idea. Okay. So Larry Joe says, Truba. That's it. That's all. The question mark. Andrew says, make a fair market trade value offer for... Jacob Truba. Truba. So Jacob Truba is a defenseman on the... A right-handed defenseman. He's a right-handed defenseman on the Jets who has been forced to play as a left-handed defenseman with one of the worst possession guys in the league. Who's that? Mark Stewart. Bless. And so he is at put in similar to how kind of Duran did it earlier this year. He put in or, or last year, I guess. Uh, no, it was this year. He put in a trade request because he was fairly unhappy with his usage. So he's a top four guy and he's a right-handed guy and he was getting third pair, second pair minutes 
but as a left-handed guy. Would we want to make a fair market trade value trade offer for Drew Yeah, I wouldn't see, I wouldn't see a problem with that. What well, who would you get rid of on our top 4 to bring him in though? Oh, do ya? And they would never take it because Truba is an RFA. He's 22, I think, right now. Mhm. Whereas Uduya only has, I think, this last year left on his contract, so mm-hmm. he'll be a free agent next year. Um, he's much older. Uh, I think he's 30 or 31 now. Um, but so what they're looking for is they're looking for a left-handed guy to come yes. in um, about the same age and about the same caliber. And Jacob Truba could easily be a number one D. Like, it, you know. Top four, Jamie Alexiak. Take him. Right? So I, I think. He's 34. Yeah. Oh, she. Yeah, he definitely looks younger than he is. Well, he looks beautiful. He <laughs> does look beautiful. Uh, so I think I think for the stars, there isn't a good fair market offer for Truba, mm-hmm. unless you're throwing around, you're talking about picks, or you're talking about um, throwing, like, my joke was, well, you want one similar caliber left-handed shot, how about two low caliber left-handed shots? Would you like to take both Nemeth and Alexiak? We can give you both of these. Um, So I don't think the Stars have a good good case for it. And and honestly, I don't think many teams do. Um, Because what they're really trying to do is wait him out. Mm -hmm. Because he needs to sign by December 1st, or he doesn't get to play this year. Right. And because he doesn't have a contract, he's in a little bit different situation than Drouin was, where they basically could force him to honor his deal. Um, Whereas he just, he could take a year off and not play. Um, But the the problem is that regardless, kind of like Nachushkin, like even if he went and signed in the KHL or somewhere else. His rights are still. His rights are still going to be owned by the Jets. Mm -hmm. And... um, Unless the Jets move one of their other players uh, from out of one of their right-handed players, and I can't—I think it's Bufflin and Tyler Myers who are the other two top four righties. I could be wrong about Bufflin, but I know it's Tyler Myers. I'm relatively certain that Bufflin is a right-handed shot. Um, then he—he's just not going to get that chance with the Jets right now, mm-hmm. unless he's—he plays as a left guy on the left. So I think. I mean, there's definitely places that need his skills and have the assets to pay, but they don't have the exact specific asset the Jets want. And I think, I think the Jets are just gonna gonna wait him out, kind of like they like um, the Isles did for for Thomas Hickey. Mm. Is that right? Is that who it was that wanted the trade? I don't know. They have two guys that have like similar names, so I can't remember now. Hickey is a silly name. It is. Um, but yeah, he, so it, he would have been a good trade partner probably, but both of them, like his trade, he's like cool with the Isles now. Like he had, he had family problems, which is why he wanted to go home to Winnipeg and they waited him out and you know, he's fine now. Yeah. So I think, I think Truba will sign with the Jets, unfortunately. And I don't know if it's a money thing. It's, it doesn't sound like it's a money thing. He's going to hit probably around Seth Jones money. Gotcha. Uh... Question number two, also from Andrew, who had a lot of questions for us today. I think it's because he accidentally always misses our podcast times. <laughs> he does, because we post about a day of and he's always at work. Um, so will the Texas Stars schedule home games at the AAC in Dallas to be closer to most of their roster? No, move on. <laughs> Sorry, Andrew, that's not happening. Uh, no, they're they're comfortably seated at the, the HEB Center. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then I will ask you a question number three from Meg. Uh-huh. Is Travis Moen still a thing? Who? And if so, why? 
Who? <laughs> toboggan. Oh, toboggan. My favorite. Um, I mean, yes, he's still alive. Um, he is not still with the stars. He is a UFA, so mm-hmm. he has not signed anywhere as of this afternoon when I checked. There you go. Um, he is potentially just retiring. Who knows? <laughs> like, nobody has... No, I don't even think he's got a PTO right now. All right, I'm going to move this question up. Cool. <laughs> Do you want a question? Like, some of our questions... We're sorry about some of these questions. Like, we just don't have answers. Because the next one is... <laughs> Thordis. Well, thoughts on that Sagan piece in the hockey news? Your answer, Carolyn? I haven't read it. Neither have I. <laughs> I tend to assume that pretty much every piece on Sagan is either rehashing the Boston trade, uh-huh. or talking about Jamie Benn, or talking about how he anticipates us to have a really great group this year. It's such a great group of guys. I can see us going really far. I feel like if anything monumental had happened, we would have been told about it. Um, it was in the print version of the Hockey News. It wasn't posted on their website, so I don't have a subscription and have not read it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I like I said, you can... I didn't even know it was a thing, honestly. I saw the cover. Well, I saw the cover after I went Googling for this thing, <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, it's in print. Nope, I haven't seen it. I followed the Hockey News Twitter, so they were like, print version in stores now, and I was like... Well, Oh, okay, In cool. stores now, but you know this is South Texas, so it's not like it's at the fucking grocery store, you know? No, I know, I know. We'd have to go to some, like, we'd have to go to Barnes & Noble to find this. Does that even still exist? Yes, they do still have Barnes & Noble. <laughs> okay. Uh, Julia asks, cast the stars roster in Hamilton. Well, I mean, I think we can all assume that Antoine Roussel is going to be America's favorite fighting <laughs> That one's pretty much locked up. That is locked up. Um, Who would be Hamilton? See, that is the one that I'm having trouble with because it's not Jamie or Tyler. Not at all. Not at all. I could almost see Patrick Sharp being Hamilton. Maybe? Because I feel like, I mean, he has, he has fought before. He gets angry. He can be angry. Yeah, he can but- be angry. I don't know. He but just doesn't have the ambition, I feel like. Not that he's not ambitious, obviously, but, like, I don't feel like he's, like... Don't they all have the same level of ambition? They're all playing in the effing NHL. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he doesn't have, like, the outstanding ambition of, like... You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying he's not ambitious. I'm just saying that, like, it doesn't, like, strike me as his defining feature. Uh, I mean, they're professional sports players. I feel like ambition and competitiveness are already their defining feature but it's everybody's defining feature yeah none of them are not ambitious or they wouldn't Mm -hmm. be playing in that fucking nhl um yeah i just don't know that we have somebody that perfectly fits hamilton okay well here's my here's the wins that i really would would like you to weigh in on who's angelica and who is eliza i feel like that's tyler and jamie yeah i feel like jamie is eliza and Tyler is Angelica. Yeah, I feel like that's that's the correct answer. Mm-hmm. So then maybe Sharpie is Hamilton, because he plays on the same wing. Yeah, maybe he is. Maybe he is. There you go. Be better if he was a center and Tyler was this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's Spezza. That's our super line. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, okay, that's fine. Jason Spezza is Hamilton. Tyler is Angelica. Jamie is Eliza. But Done. Super In the line. bank. In the Hamilton line. I'm going to ask this question for you. Okay. 
because it specifically references you. Uh, Delena, Delina asks, I don't remember if you've talked about this before, but why does Marin hate Gabe the Babe so much? Okay, so first of all, Delena, we've talked about it before. Because she brings it up pretty much any time Gabriel Landeskog is mentioned. Um, there are a couple of reasons I, I don't like him. One of them is that he stole Nuja's Calder. Um, I feel like that's the primary reason. During their rookie season. That is the primary reason, is that he stole Nuja's Calder. He did not deserve that Calder. That Calder was Nuja's. Um, he also knocked, um, Jonathan Taves off of the podium for youngest captain in what was basically a publicity stunt. Because, like, there's no way that Gabriel Landeskog should be... I don't think he should be captain of that team. I don't think... Maybe now, but at the time, he should not have been captain of that team. Uh, I think there are plenty of better options on that roster for captain. And I feel like you can see that in the fact that he gets suspended for dirty hits. Because he is immature and doesn't display a lot of leadership qualities. Um, Also, uh, he is... Got a very annoying face. <laughs> I disagree with that last point. I'm sorry. I, I, he is like everything that I have never found attractive about a person. <laughs> His face is so annoying to me. <laughs> I, I like every time I see it now, I just want to punch it. Which is true about a lot of people, obviously, because I talk about punching people a lot. But like, man, his face is just annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Title of Marin's autobiography. I just want to punch you in the face. Um, so I'm going to ask the follow-up question, because somebody independently submitted this question. Oh, God. <laughs> and it's funny, because it's a follow-up question to one we've answered on the podcast before. Anon on Tumblr, who Harry hates Marin, apparently, uh, instead of Jamie for Landeskog, which was the initial trade proposal, how about Jordy for Landeskog? Would that be a trade Marin approves? Okay, any trade that brings <laughs> Gabriel Landeskog to the Dallas Stars is not Marin approved. It's Carolyn approved. That would there be a great trade. Do it. No trade that I would think would be worth it. That would be a super good trade. Uh, if it's one for one, if it is one for one, taking my feelings out of the equation, obviously that would be a good trade. But if you're talking about if I want that to happen, no. Because fuck Gabriel Landeskog. Do you... We don't need another a-hole pest on our team. <laughs> Who, do we have an a-hole pest? Wait, I mean, we got Rousseau. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I know. No. <laughs> Taking that back. I was like, are you serious right now? Taking that back. <laughs> Deleted. <laughs> um, no, I was thinking, do you feel like Jordy Ben has kind of like a no trade clause just like a unspoken no trade clause until jamie retires yeah basically <laughs> or jordy retires yeah which is more um, likely gonna happen i mean he's obviously willing to stay around for peanuts yeah so i feel like there's no reason to trade him right like but if some team was like i want to give you jamie like or gabriel landeskog for her jordy ben do you feel like that would be... I feel like I feel like if some team was dumb... If the Avs were dumb enough to do it, which they've been dumb enough to do lots of weird things, if they were dumb enough to do it, I really feel like if it got out that that was offered and Jim Nil didn't take it, he would be laughed out of town. Right. Okay, so then... Okay, let's say, like... Let's say then 
Jacob Truba, they're like, Jets are like, okay, we will take your two lesser left shot defensemen for Jacob Truba. But we want Jordy Ben and. Do you think Jordy Ben goes, or do you think they would try to shift it to, to Nemeth or somebody else like that? I feel like they'd try to shift it. Right? I think so. I feel like Jordy Ben kind of has a get-out-of-jail-free card, like, unless it's, like, overwhelmingly good. Unless it's Gabriel Landeskog in a one-for-one, then, yeah, I feel like, I feel like they wouldn't, if they, if they could avoid it, I feel like they would. Right, and, and, I mean, part of the, part of it is that his contract is quite good. It's, you know, he's getting a million dollars for the next three years. And he's actually, like... And he's competent on that million dollars. He's competent on that million dollars, it's a deserved million dollars, and he does really well on the third line, so... Yeah, and he's not going to bitch about it when you bench bench him. No, he's not going to bitch about anything because he's just happy to be playing the game. Like, that's what I love about Jordy Ben is that he's not an attitude. He doesn't give a crap what you do with him. He's really happy just to be here with his brother playing this game. (laughs) No. Do you feel like if Jordy Ben retires, he goes to play baseball? No, but I feel like he becomes a really big baseball fan. I feel like he could go play baseball. I feel like he could pull... um, A Tim Tebow? No, because Tim Tebow is the fucking worst. I was actually thinking of Michael Jordan. <laughs> well, wasn't it Jamie that was the one that was really good at baseball? No, it was Jordy. Jordy I'm was pretty confident they were both really They good were at both good at baseball. Jordy was better at baseball. Jamie wanted to play hockey. Uh... They were both good at baseball. But, jo- but Jamie eventually chose hockey because all of his coaches told him he was better at it. Okay. I don't know. He was, he was... I think, I think by the time Jordy retires from hockey, he'll be too old to play any major sport. Because he's 27 now. Yeah, I mean, you can play hockey. I'm playing baseball later. Yeah, but you wouldn't start playing baseball later. Unless you're Michael Jordan. Um, that guy in The Rookie, which is a true story, even though it was made into a Disney movie, was, (laughs) like, in his fucking 40s, so... It happens. It's unusual. I'm just going to put that I'm just, I know, I understand that, but I'm just saying. Okay, okay. Anyway, moving on. It's your turn to ask a question. Uh, Jen asks, what are your fantasy hockey team names? How many injured players are we starting the season with? Well, we kind of went over the... We went over the injured players already, so you should be good there. What, what, do you have your fantasy name picked out already? I'm going to stick with douche babies. Like, that is how I play fantasy hockey. See, I don't remember what any of mine were last year, other than Shat Deuces, um, and that is dependent on whether or not I get to draft uh, Shattenkirk again. I hope not, because I like Kevin Shattenkirk and want him on my team. Well, we shall see. We'll see. I don't know. My, my team is named after Tyler Sagan, so I'm sticking with Douchebabies. What was my treehouse name? It was Benimals. There you go. If I keep Jamie Ben this year, I'll keep it with Benimals. Um, my BB, my, um, BB bonus league is, uh, Intangibles. <laughs> days of Our Loins was Getting My Licks. Oh, my Days of the, my Days of Our Loins, mine was My Next Mistake, I think. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> you look like My Next Mistake. You look like My Next, next mistake. mistake. Yeah. So, God, I don't think I'm gonna keep doing... One of these, I might keep doing the other three. We'll you had too many fantasy hockey leagues. Well, last year. I mean, I'm I gave up on the ESPN one like midway through the season. I don't think I ever logged into that one again. <laughs> so yeah, I was doing six last year, and that was way too fucking many. Yeah, don't do six fantasy hockey leagues, guys. It was the worst. Andrew again, and I saved this question for last because I liked it. 
Please describe a variety of stars players as different baked goods. Well, obviously. And follow up is Sagan a macaron? Is he a macaron? Oh, no, no. no, he's not a macaron. I don't think so. Roussel is. Is there a French tart that is tarty? Nearly everything is French in origin, uh, but probably a tarte au citron. There you go. Just a lemon tart. Yes! That's Roussel. That's a good one for Roos. I was going to go with baguette, but because just because that's very traditionally French. But, yeah. Uh, no, I like I like that answer better. Um, I think... Uh, I just wanted something that was sour. I feel like Jason Spezza would be a really great hollow loaf, because he just feels like so warm and eggy and... Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. and... Uh, Jamie Benn is an eclair. Yeah. Maybe a donut. <laughs> I can see Jamie Benn as a donut. Yeah. Um, good old yeasted doughs. I like yeasted doughs. I actually was thinking about making donuts this weekend. I forgot to pick up my bread machine for my brother yesterday. Whoops. My brother gave me a bread machine. Awesome. I'm going to make so much bread. Uh, my roommate is going to make <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. Correction. <laughs> Correction. <laughs> um, what is Sagan? I... What is something that is airy and delicious? But also, a meringue. That the, yeah okay. He gave me a meringue because a meringue on right. top of a pie. Well, no, I was gonna go with like a meringue cookie. Oh, that's right. They have cookies. I'm sorry, I don't really because a properly done meringue, or probably even like a pavlova. He's probably a pavlova, which is like a meringue, and then it's got whipped cream in it, and it's got like sweetened fruit in it. Oh, that sounds delicious. And so you've got like this crunchy meringue, and I'm then you've so got hungry. this. Why are we talking about this? Because <laughs> it's the last question. Okay, no, I'm fine. It's fine, Andrew. It's fine. I'm not not happy about it. I'm so Jamie Ben is an eclair. Tyler Sagan is a pavlova. Antoine Roussel is a tarte au citron. Yes. And then Jason Spezza is a challah loaf. Do we have any others? Let's see. I feel like Jordy Ben is just a sugar cookie. He's like happy to be in the case. <laughs> That's true. Right next to everybody else. That's like true. Just, you know, he's chilling. He's functional whenever you have a sweet tooth. Sugar cookie works. Yeah. I think that Patrick Eves is a cookie sandwich with icing in the middle. Ooh. Maybe one of those, like, uh, chip witches that you get the yes. with the... Mm, that's yes, it. That's what he is. Patrick Eves is the chip witch. What is Alish Hemsky? Alish Hemsky. I'm Alish Hemsky and I'm shitting in He's my a sheet. kolache. What flavor? Raspberry ch- cream cheese? <laughs> That was really hard for you to say. <laughs> I was trying to remember what it was called. <laughs> I was like, I am blanking on the word cream cheese right now. You were. That was pretty funny. Uh, raspberry cream cheese, because that's my favorite flavor. Cool. Of dessert kolaches. Patrick Sharp. He's a croquembouche. What's that? It's that beautiful tower of little uh, profiteroles stuck together with caramel, and it's just gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what he is. <laughs> Stephen John's is monkey bread, and you can't argue me out of this. No. You cannot argue I would me not, out of that. I would not. I would not even try. <laughs> Klingberg. What's Klingberg? Oh, God. What is Klingberg? Something sweet, but also sharp. Like, tangy. Sweet, but tangy. Maybe he's like a berry mousse. 
Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I like that. But he could be decorated with something really pretty and delicate. Yeah. Yes. Yes. There you go. He's a berry mousse. Spun sugar kind of thing. Yes. Yes. Um, Do we want to do the goalies? Do we care enough to do the goalies? I feel like they're both loaves of sourdough. Yeah, I like it. (laughs) Plenty of holes in the middle. (laughs) Precisely. (laughs) That was my point. (laughs) And that is the Dallas Stars Bakery with Carolyn and Marin. Woo! And that's all we've got for you today. Which is good because this has been a very long podcast. And we're going to go watch Star Trek now. We're going to go watch the bad one, number five. The, apparently the worst one. So pray for us. Anyway, I'm Carolyn. You can find me on Twitter at Classlicity. I am Marin. You can find me on Twitter at Marinish. You can find our official Twitter at Depart Hockey. And if you have a longer question or comment, you can find our email at DepartHockey at gmail.com. You can find our Tumblr, which was finally updated for the first time in forever, at DepartHockey.tumblr.com. And our official blog at DepartHockey.wordpress.com. And if you've never reviewed us on iTunes, feel free to do that. We do appreciate ratings and reviews. Bye! Space. The final frontier.